0: our lives to think of an example what that might be mercy what is mercy we hear about mercy a lot in our faith we hear about it in the church we hear about it in scripture we even hear about it a lot in the world in our culture in uh, modern day ethics but what is mercy really A simple definition is that mercy is compassion or forgiveness shown to another by someone who has the power to punish, harm, reject, or ignore them. Simple enough. However, mercy is often hard to come by in the world. It always seems like there's a catch or a condition. Yes, I'll forgive you. But first you need to do this thing before I can forgive you. It's like a transaction. Or, I will forgive that person after they suffer like I did. Or maybe after they're dead, I'll forgive them. Or, I will show compassion, but only to those who are compassionate or kind or loving to me first. Brothers and sisters, this is not true mercy. Mercy is a freely given act of love. Mercy is incredibly difficult at times from a worldly perspective. There's no gain, there's no uh, something in return that we get from being merciful. And true mercy belongs not to this world, but to God. It is this mercy that we celebrate today, known as Divine Mercy Sunday, in the context of our celebration of Easter. We celebrate God's mercy in a unique way as we gather together for this sacrifice of the mass where God's mercy is made present in the celebration of our Lord's passion. We see God's mercy in the image of the divine mercy here on the altar. It's kind of hard to see, it's behind me. Commissioned by St. Faustina after he received a mystical vision by our Lord saying, I want you to create this image, to remind my people, to remind My followers, to remind my disciples, those who have been saved, and to remind the world of that great mercy of God. We also see this mercy in the season of Easter as we celebrate our Lord's resurrection and victory over sin and death itself, this ultimate victory we celebrate, this ultimate mercy we have received from our Lord. And we celebrate the central hope in our faith today that the mercy of God is greater and more powerful than sin suffering, and even death itself. As we gather together, we remember God's mercy shown to us on the cross and the forgiveness of our sins. And we are changed and in turn invited to go out and show mercy to others as God has been merciful to us. To better understand this mercy, uh, we have the gift of this image of divine mercy. So I'm going to describe it a bit. It's not really well seen, but I encourage you to actually consider praying with this image. um, We have this great tradition in our faith I think we oftentimes forget about that there's many ways for us to pray. And one of these ways is to actually pray with an image to help generate our imagination. Now, to be clear, we're not worshiping images when we do this. But we are looking at these images to help us better enter into that prayer, meditation, and reflection on these great mysteries of our faith. So this is a beautiful image we have that we believe, as a private revelation, was revealed to St. Faustina to be used as a tool for prayer. To help reveal our Lord's heart, his love for us, and that great mercy that he outpours to us. Now when we look upon this image of the divine mercy, we are greeted by Jesus' loving gaze. He looks directly at us, past our sins, hurts, and wounds. He stares directly into our souls. His gaze is a burning gaze, not burning with anger, but with love. As Jesus looks at us, he does so not with anger or shame over our sins, but with tender compassion. This is the gaze of God's mercy as he invites us into this covenant of his love. He invites us to be healed from the wounds of sin and to become unburdened from our past mistakes. In the image, Jesus also places his hand on his chest, pulling back the folds of his garment to reveal his heart to us. On his hand, we see the wound of his crucifixion, a mark where his flesh was pinned to the wood of the cross by large, wicked nails. We are reminded of two things as we observe the wounds of our Lord's hands. Firstly, we are reminded of the crucifixion itself. As Jesus hung upon the cross, he revealed to us revealed to the world the infinite love of the Father. That God the Father sent his Son to reveal this to us and to impart on the world his mercy. This great mercy of God is present in this paradoxical brutality of our Lord's crucifixion, his passion, which reveals the value God has placed upon us. In dying on the cross, Jesus revealed the greatest act of mercy of all time. As a spotless lamb without sin, our Lord laid down his life for us who have sinned so that we may receive God's healing mercy and experience new life through him. The second thing that we recognize is the joy of the resurrection, which we celebrate now in a particular way. Jesus rose from the dead not as a ghost or a phantasm, but truly in the flesh of his glorified body, having conquered death for one and for all. For all gathered here, the wounds of our Lord remind us that as we are wounded in this life, we continue to live in the hope of God's mercy and the joy of the resurrection. The most striking aspect, however, of this image of God's divine mercy is the heart that Jesus reveals to us from Christ's chest spring forth two vibrant beams. One of the beams is red and one is blue. These beams remind us yet again of our Lord's passion as both water and blood flowed from Jesus' side when it was pierced by a spear. When Jesus' bride, the church, was born from his side, just as Eve was born from Adam's rib, but now a new creation through our Lord. That which we participate in now, our Lord's bride, the church, that's what we make up. That's what we encounter and experience in God's mercy From Jesus' side came his blood, which signifies the Eucharist and the saving sacrifice of our Lord on the cross. We now partake in the sacrifice at this very Mass, where we are fed and nourished by the communion that we share in the living bread of the Eucharist. The water that came forth from the side of Christ represents also this new life, but through baptism, that through Christ we are granted new life as beloved children of God, In these two streams of blood and water depicted in the image of the divine mercy and upon the cross, the infinite love of God is revealed to us. However, this mysterious reality of God's divine mercy is often challenged by sufferings, by the hateful nature of the fallen world. We can become jaded even as we live in our new life of faith. Sometimes we can feel beat down by the struggles of this world. We can be tempted to lash out, out of hatred, anger, or more likely pain, we can begin to doubt God's mercy and our faith. We can take on the mindset of Thomas the Apostle, who doubted the Lord's resurrection, who doubted Jesus' victory over death and sin. Thomas, in his sadness and pain, which was legitimately caused by our Lord's death on the cross, which he witnessed, which he knew he saw the Lord's corpse his his body in the tomb he doubted that Christ had the power to overcome that very death this doubt is shattered though as we hear in the gospel when Jesus appears before Thomas and has him touch the wound in his side the wound from which poured out and continues to pour out God's mercy Thomas doubted in the victory of God's mercy and love so that we don't have to we are inspired by this testimony, by Thomas' testimony, that he saw the risen Lord and placed his hand in Jesus' side. It is our Lord's pierced side and his divine heart that give us hope and faith and starve our doubts. However, it's not enough that we receive God's mercy, but we are called to go out and to share that mercy. And it can be easy to say that, yeah, I'll be merciful, But I guarantee that there's at least one person for every single person in this room who really struggles or who is really difficult to deal with. Whether it's a past pain, a hurt, a betrayal, a wound. Maybe it's just difficult to just be around them. And the Lord is calling us to be merciful to them. To be merciful to that person. But I encourage and I challenge you to show that mercy, that love, that compassion. Especially towards those who don't deserve it or maybe shouldn't receive it. And you'd be surprised how powerful an act of mercy is. It's like a domino effect. To receive mercy from someone, especially unexpectedly, is like receiving an incredible change of heart. There's a conversion in that, and it's infectious. Mercy is infectious, and it's God's infection. Sounds like a weird way of putting it, but this infectious mercy that our Lord has given to us and we're called to live out. As we continue to celebrate this Easter season, let us not forget this mercy. God's mercy, the divine mercy of our Lord. That mercy which inspires us to go forth and be merciful to others in an unmerciful world. That mercy which conquers sin and death itself and continues to strengthen us as we face the difficulties and temptations of this world. That mercy which is greater than any sin or struggle. And that love which is stronger than suffering and death itself. Amen.